Hello and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. My name is AJ Cairns and I'm your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring some of our favorite beers and breweries to life. So we are still in the midst of season 16. This is episode 186. It's not a prime number. It's an even number. It's not divisible by uh, 16. But for season 16, what we did is we really tried to catch up with some of our early guests, see how they're doing, what's new, and just really try to give them the, you know, the hype and the appreciation that they deserve for having done so much for us and, and believing in the project from a, you know, very early age. And no one, you know, none other than uh, this week's guest, Dan Blakesley, episode one. So we're at episode 186. He's episode one. So 185 episodes later, four years later, we're catching up. Now, we've done work with Dan before. He was a part of the Art of Craft Beer, our first event that we did at the Keller Liddell Gallery in New Haven, Connecticut. He had the original Hetty Topper artwork with him. He also performs live music. He's a, I think of him as like a troubadour, storyteller, you know, really just, uh, you know, living on the road at times and just sharing his his stories and his adventures and just his great great energy and perspective and so you know it was really great to uh, catch up with him you know, i know that he's been going through some hard times recently with loss like so many of you out there are and we just wanted to you know we let dan know how much we love him during the episode but just want to reiterate that once again that you know he's just such a kind and you know unique soul that we're really lucky to be able to you know, call a friend. He was part of uh, Hubbub, you know, in Bridge to Maine before you know, everything was, was shut down. And again, he performed there and had his art on display and really was just part of, again, believing what we're doing, was able to support him in his music and really just kind of tie it all together. But, you know, we know that when this is all over, we have to do some, we have to do some things, you know, and so we'll bring, we'll bring the gang all back together and, you know, we'll figure something out. So, you know, the, the Art of Craft Beer post COVID, but Dan Blakesley.com. You can check out his music, find out what he's up to at the end of the episode. He plays some music for us, which is awesome. And really just, uh, he's just a great soul and he's an all around good person. So, uh, if you haven't listened to the first episode and you're just kind of, uh, late joining us, you know, episode one, Dan Blakesley, he is, you know, I think of Hetty Topper as being on the, uh, for lack of a better term here in the U.S., Mount Rushmore of, of beer labels. I think it's one of the greats, and it really, you know, it was way ahead of his time. So uh, a little teaser later in the episode, Dan shows, you know, goes and grabs the original piece and shares it with us, which is super cool, having seen that in person. You know, it literally will blow your mind. So this is the 16-ounce canvas. I'm AJ Kierens, AJ at 16 ozcanvas.com is my email address. If you or someone you know, you think we should be a good guest on the show in the future, we'd love to you know, hear from you. You can also follow us along on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now, do, 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 do. that's kind of anticlimactic, YouTube. So we're always trying different things. We're trying new things. We're trying to keep it fresh, keep it interesting. And we really appreciate all the support that we've had over the years, like I said, I know that 
people are going through some some tough times. You know, I try to stay positive. We're closer, you know, to the end than we are the beginning. And you know, I just keep driving it home and, and trying to trying to get that phrase to, to, to take off. I don't know if people are using it. You know, you can use it. And, you know, it's great. Make sure you like and subscribe and do all that stuff. But you know, as we mentioned last week's episode, I got my first shot. Uh, I'm not a needle person, but want to you know give a give a thanks to the Bridgeport uh, firefighters and EMTs who were helping uh, administer administer the the shots and just. Feeling great. Have no concerns. If you have the opportunity, please, please, please get the shot. Um, my family and uh, my wife is um, vaccinated. They have, they're double dosed, and so I was able to see my family uh, in you know in the Philadelphia area. We met uh, at a CDC compliant state, New Jersey, and yeah, it was wonderful to to see them for the first time in you know six or seven months, and so um, yeah. It's uh, it's tough, and you're in our thoughts, and you know it's okay to have tough days. So you're not alone. Uh, we also want to take this opportunity to, I guess, send our condolences. I, I won't say hopes and prayers because sometimes I just think that can be just a little bit of you know BS, a little bullshit. But you know, to those who lost their lives in, in Georgia, as well as in Denver, Colorado, to senseless gun violence. No one wants to take your fucking guns. No, don't, you know, don't flatter yourself. You just, you know, if you want to be a hunter and hunt, you don't need an AR-15. So just, you know, it doesn't make any sense. So come back at me, bring it, you know, if you don't like that, we're getting political, you know, I'll see you later. I don't really care. It's human life. You know, I've had people I love, you know, die from gun violence. It's just, you know, this doesn't make sense until you can justify you know, why you think that the, you know, Second Amendment, which was about a musket, which was a single shot, um, is correlating to an AR-15, then, you know, you're just wasting our time. So, let's keep the energy positive. Let's, you know, Dan Blakesley brings it. He's just a, you know, quirky, unique, festive, exciting individual, and I know that you will, you know, love him as much as we do. So, without further ado, episode 186 Divisible by six, yeah, 31 times. Uh, DanBlakesley.com, AJ Karen's 16OZ Canvas, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget to use the hashtag. Let us know what you're doing. We're going to help you. That's what we're here for. We're building this community. So we thank you all for being a part of it. And so without further ado, my good friend, and soon to be yours, Mr. Dan Blakesley, right here on the 16-ounce canvas. like a year but yeah i got i got a, at least 12 i'm not gonna put them all on all the same album i don't want a you know it's like a it's like a mix of emotions there's like some uh some songs about like you know humanity like like coming together during this time and all that stuff and then there's about you know like like the race riots and everything and all the crazy stuff so so it's sort of like it's a mixed bag let's say and uh but i've been doing i i've also been doing uh a bunch of uh online concerts i probably should have been doing more because most of my friends who are musicians that that were are playing like non-pandemic times like the same you know amount of shows that i am they were doing like 
three shows a week, like on, you know, on zoom or, or YouTube or whatever. And it's like, I've been doing like one every week or one every two weeks because I want them, I want them each to be special, but that's also really hard because that's such a financial cut, you know? And also um, I'm playing in my living room every day for like two and a half hours. So just turn on the camera. Right. Yeah. I mean, that would, would make sense. But of course, there's lots of mistakes when I'm sitting by myself in my living room playing guitar. But um, but yeah, I've been doing been doing a bunch of uh, concerts and everything. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what to look at. Should I look at? I'm this? really bad with that. I'm really bad with that. Yeah, you're fine. You're yeah, doing it's so funny. That's why I'm like, should, should I pull this farther away? Should I put glasses on so people can't see me looking at you yeah. or looking at the camera? Yeah, I thought about that too. I'm really bad. Like I've I've had meetings where, because if I think a lot, like my eyes go to the left and I get lost in thought. And then I've had people message me like, "You're not looking at anyone." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." So, no, no, no. But that's fun. You're thinking. I, I think it's. You fun. have an excuse. I am like I'm not really. I'm not like a stare you right in your eye. Like if people, some people find that as like a yeah exactly. Some people find that as like a I don't know if it's like ignoring them, but it's just like. It's weird. I, I don't know where to look. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still right, right, right. I'm well, I can't phone. tell where you're looking. Just to let oh, you know. Oh yeah, because you're on your so phone. Tiny yeah. on my on my because uh, I I did it instead of doing this on my laptop top, I did it on my phone for some reason. I thought you were just gonna like call through like um I didn't know you were filming the thing. Oh, I yeah. thought you were gonna call uh, for what's that Skype. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Skype. Yeah. You know, so, so you know, so they really dropped the ball. Yeah, they, they had the they had the market cornered, and they really dropped the ball. Now it's like I'm gonna do a Zoom. It was like, yeah, they were like the Kleenex of uh, tissues, and then they dropped the ball. So yeah. right, right. Yeah. So yeah. So I've been I've been uh, doing that, doing a doing a, a bunch of bunch of art, like uh, not too too much stuff because kind of when the pandemic came in a lot of folks I was doing artwork for were musicians. So they're like, Whoa, I can't put out my album now, you know? So I, you know, so therefore I didn't have that artwork or whatever, but you know, like eventually they've been slowly getting back being like, okay, now I'm ready. You know, now that the, you know, pandemic is, is like starting to lift a little bit. So, mm -hmm. yeah. um, and that's one thing it was crazy. I got, I got reminded of through my mom, she sent me a text and she she said hey i bet your schedule is filling up you've been booking a lot of shows and i'm like oh my god oh my god i haven't booked any shows this year because normally at this time i have like 60 on the books already yeah. for like you know just to just to plant the seed and um and it's so crazy to to think that like oh man wow so some venues will be open a little more this year you know a little more fully this year you know maybe like three quarters capacity or something or half capacity instead of a quarter capacity so it's like there um last year i was able to book 23 shows and they were all like safe outdoor shows where i have like 12 feet around me like no one can get to me and uh and, uh, and it was really fun. I'm, and I'm so happy those folks asked me to, to do it because I needed that for my soul. Yeah. Needed that for my soul. And so I get to get on booking stuff this year. Yeah. So, so especially because 
a lot of a lot of um, places uh, just figured out that they can be do some safe events towards like the end of the summer last year. So now they're like opening earlier this year to like, you know, to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things I always admire. I mean, you're, you're like a true, true You're like, you're on the road, like all the time and just, you know, playing your music. And so, yeah, the musicians that's been, I mean, I know for me to not go to see live music, but I mean, for somebody who's creating all the time. Yeah. It's kind of, uh, Yep. That's, that's what's killing me is not seeing other people play because usually I play like four or five nights a week. And then the other nights, every night I go see music somewhere, Yeah, you know, whether it's a friend or someone I've never heard of before or something, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's like, it's such, such a strange thing to like not see anybody. I did over the summer, I was able to see some folks, but I've been talking to some um, musician friends of mine. I said, okay, as soon as the weather warms up, regardless of whether or not we have shows, can I come over to your yard and we'll sit six feet apart and play for each other? You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, it's so inspiring to like, to do that, you know? So yeah. I've been, yeah, I've been trying to use this time to find new music or just experience like, you know, different stuff. And I try to keep track, like, by month of the new music I listen to just so I can kind of have like a retrospective, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Ooh. It, yeah it's kind of a way to do it. Like, yeah. A few guests have said they do that. They'll have like a playlist for the month and just all this stuff. And then I listen to this thing with quest love and he like organizes all of his music a certain way. And I was like, oh, that's, I kind of like that. Like I kind of, you know, it's kind of a cool way to, to look back on it. That's awesome. There was uh, something I saw yesterday. Sorry, I'm kneeling on the ground. Like, I don't know why. I don't know why I just decided to like, just sit in a chair, maybe. So hold on. I get it. I'm, I'm just, I get, sorry, I keep adjusting. Sorry. This is probably annoying to the viewers. Whatever. Sorry. Sorry. Um, no, but uh, uh, I saw on someone's Instagram, they, they, they had a thing that's like what they listened to most in all of last year. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so crazy to think about that. It's like I listened to a lot of uh, Clifton uh, Chenier, which is uh, just uh, the g- great music from uh, Louisiana and uh, and Cajun Zydeco. And it's just, it just makes me happy. Yeah. You know, it's like, I mean, not that I'm trying to, like, you know, only listen to things that make me happy because you got to have I mean. All my emotions were in check last year, more than they ever have been in my entire life. And, you know, it's like I listen, I listen to such a broad range of music between like punk rock and classical and folk and country and Zydeco and blues. And so it's like I remember one day I was uh, uh, living in Somerville, Massachusetts, and my roommates wanted to throw a party and everyone had a chance to DJ. And when DJ Dan took the booth, <laughs> I was playing the Smurfs. I was playing a uh, Star Wars soundtrack, blues, uh, you know, punk folk, like whatever. It's pretty funny. Yeah. The other thing my, uh, I mentioned this before, but my wife got me like digital turntables and uh, no way. And like, probably like, I don't know how long ago. It was, a, it was a father's day. So maybe like 18 months ago. And that's been my like, uh, I jokingly been saying DJ Dad Bod, and I just been playing like trying to play all like you're like just like you're saying like 
you know, an old Bill Withers tune into like a Run the Jewels into. Oh, like, so you have the two tables. Yeah, I mean, they're not as good. Like they're not like the tech. Like they're they're kind of like a starter kit. Like they're smaller. They're not a full like technomic huge. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, but, like yeah, it's yeah. like kind of like a in case you want to. Uh, it's like my first guitar version of like turntables, and so it's. I mean, it's <laughs> It's made by Pioneer. Like it's still that pretty. is a great present. Yeah, it's a great. Oh, it's been the best. And so, like, that's kind of one of my like post-pandemic hopes is like, even just like a barbecue in the backyard, just get like some speakers and just like play music because I mean, like it's just to play it loud and like people are like, oh, I've never heard of that or I like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Man, what what's one of your top favorite go-to songs? Like, if you were asked, okay, you have one song to play. Mm. For, for people to introduce them to something that you're super into it doesn't have to be your top favorite song of all time but something that that you think people should should hear is there a certain song yeah. you can there's like i found this uh like a remix album it's like motown remixed so it's like abc and there's like a good version of uh uh super i mean stevie wonder is always a go-to for me so. oh my god yeah and so like it's that so it has like kind of like a higher tempo but it's and they some of the like breakdowns are pretty good so it's a good like i like to turn people on to music they don't think they like or they think is too old for them or is not their style and to realize how they're so interconnected like there's mm -hmm. a great there's like a great website it's like i think it's like who sampled this or who something like that.com and it'll tell you like the original version and then like the the modern version where they sampled from like for like Wu-Tang Clan and like Biggie like so it's cool to try to transition like the old original song into like the newer song stuff like that right like Ice Ice Baby yeah right yeah you know what I mean yeah like under pressure that, right, yeah. I, I can't remember what that sample is from Bowie yeah like they, they argued and said it wasn't but like it's pretty it's very it's pretty much it's uh, one note off or something right or something yeah like, well how about this all right you know the Smurf song? Do, do, do you know how that one goes? Fa la 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 la, that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now do Angels the Centerfold. Oh. I think they got some inspiration there, Jay Guy. Little notes coming down. I'm going to see if I can find that. Yeah, yeah, because that was a thing. Like, uh, I had gotten the gift of like that masterclass thing and it, it's been good, like some good musicians. But like I said, Questlove had this whole class and it wasn't about drumming or like art. It was like about how he DJs and like how he curates his and like how deep he tries to go. And it was like that, like he'll like drop in like an old 70s themed, you know, theme show or the, the original sample to get people like, oh, they're going to drop Biggie. And then he plays like the original like there's this, I forget the sample like that's used a lot in like the chronic right by Dre. Like, I don't know, I love that stuff. I, I think it's so great. That is awesome. Yeah. What one of my favorite like uh songs. I, I could swear I had it right here. I think it's it's near my turntable, so so I won't be able to like break it out so, to show it to you. But it's uh it's a record I come came across in uh like Goodwill or Salvation Army for like you know a dollar or something, and I was so blown away by the cover i just had to get it the cover art is just so cool and it's called electric black man okay. and it's this guy eric mercury and there's a song called long way down it's like the the opening track 
and and it's still one of my top favorite albums I've ever heard in my entire life. And and it's every time I I you know someone someone comes over, people haven't been over in a while, but like when they do and they say, you know, pick one of your favorite songs to like share with me. And I pick it and everyone's like, what the hell was that? Because it starts out like with this funk wah-wah thing. And all of a sudden it goes into country fiddle and then a soul singer. It's like, man, it is just, it's a masterpiece. It's a full masterpiece. Electric Black Man is the album. Eric Mercury is the artist and it's called Long Way Down. So give that, give that one a go. I, I bet you'll, You'll yeah, dig. that's the best too. Because like with the with the the tool, you can you can chop it up so you can take that like first part of the funky part and then like the fiddle and like come back to it or like you know tweak it around and like echoes and change. Well, man, I mean, yeah, I, yeah I, know, I mean, I'm I'm better than I was like nine months ago, but it's uh, it's a uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's it's yeah. I usually do it at nighttime. It's like I just get excited to have like because I can't. I tried to play guitar when I was younger and it just. I have a guitar, but I can't play. Yeah, I get strum. Yep. That was why I got it because I managed a band in, and like we'd all be hanging out on the road or just like at gigs afterwards in the hotel, and they were all writing new songs or just like and I was just like I just wanted to be part of the gang, like you know, like I just want like so I would just get into like even if I, most of the time I wasn't even playing it, but it was just like to feel like part of the crew. <laughs> cool. Yeah, man. I feel like I mean, like everyone has musical ability. You know whether or not they know it they just don't know what instrument yeah they, like if if everyone was brought to a room where they had every instrument you can just try one and see what vibes with you then you know that's your go-to it's like i i was brought up uh in in a house where there was uh like drums bass guitar trumpet piano like everything in this one room because my my dad's a musician as well and he played uh uh still plays plays uh accordion and piano but he played all those instruments in different different bands like he played drums in a country band then he played bass in another band and then um and so so i feel like when i first started out i was mainly playing piano the my my parents took me to piano lessons for like four years and i liked it I liked it. I love piano, but it, it didn't like sink in with me. I, I felt like it was like a chore for me, for me to like know this instrument, not a chore, not a chore. I like it better now, but, but when uh, there was one point where, where I taught my younger brother how to play piano, cause he showed interest in it. And I, and I showed him this classical piece in one week, he memorized and played that classical piece by the end of the week. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with this instrument. Take it over, Chris. I'm yeah. going to do guitar. Because yeah. I always, I would always grab my older brother's guitar. And I'm like, I'm always playing it. He's like, put it back in my room. What do you do with my guitar? Yeah. So I always had it. And, and uh, when my older brother went away um, to uh, Seattle, moved away to Seattle, I ended up playing his guitar a lot because he taught me my first like three chords. And uh, so it's so funny that, you know, I hate on my little brother, the piano. And then I took on guitar. Well, family band. Well, yeah, a little, uh, <laughs> you guys should play. Yeah. They were playing together. That's good. Yeah. So where are we now, Dan? We got like, uh, we've got a Holly, 
got the cat art, got your records back there. Where are we? Is this the, this is where it all happens? Is this the magic? Yeah, this is my, my living room. I, I just, I, I'll show you around just a little bit. Not, right. not too crazy because I'm all plugged in, but I got, I got my, my record oh. collection back there. Oh, That's my, my, I still got some Santas up. Don't, yeah. don't judge me. No, man, you're the holiday, uh, you're the holiday uh, extraordinaire. Yep. I, I still got my Christmas tree, but yet, like I was telling you, it's got, I made these shamrocks. Nice. And on Valentine's Day, you know, I, last year, actually, I made the, uh, the hearts there. But uh, then we, then we got my, nice. my leg I made. Christmas story, a little Christmas story, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, then, of course, uh, the Easter bunny. Yep. <laughs> And then I see up in your window. I see up in your window that that uh, beautiful print you made, you know, last year. That was uh, kind of your your anti-racism, you know, uh, the fist. You know, I saw that in your window. You know, you oh yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, you were saying before you wrote wrote a bunch of songs and the kind of because you're right. I think 2020 has been a a whirlwind of different, you know, extremes in this, you know, here in the state. So I'm glad I'm, I'm I can't wait to hear what these songs are. Oh, cool! No yeah. No so, so eventually, like it, it's I, I started um, recording two albums last year, like not like before the pandemic. I was already like in the middle of almost finishing my Christmas album. And at the same time, I'd been recording a solo acoustic album that I uh, record certain songs in certain locations that are sacred to me in New England. Mm -hmm. So it's like I recorded uh, a song um, uh, under a lilac tree in the Boston Arnold Arboretum. That was one of the songs of birds flying all around me and everything. And then I then I uh, recorded one in a chapel and uh, on on. Monhegan Island in Maine so I record a song there so the album is going to be um basically like a, a, a tour like a Dan Blakesley uh I'm going to bring you on tour with me kind of thing solo acoustic but then I'm also recording a version of all those songs at home so in the album like this is my original thought in the album you'll have the version where it's like you can hear like, you know, the street horns and, you know, the sound of the birds and stuff and, you know, a river going by. And then in the other one, it's like at home, like quiet. So you can hear just the song. Yeah. But now how do that's you, what I'm working how on. Are you, how are you recording that? Like when you're recording it live, I mean, what is your, like from a tech setup, what are you, what are you doing? How are you doing that? Yeah, well, I, I, I bought a, uh, a Zoom recorder. Like, okay. uh, like the, 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 I guess the top of the line zoom recorder. So it's like a high end, high definition, uh, recorder and it has its quirks though. I'm looking, I'm actually looking for a different thing. And the, and the whole reason I did that was cause I needed a battery powered unit because like, there's no, there was only one place I recorded that I have an electrical outlet. So, so I need a recorder that could be battery powered and remote and uh so but each one it's so funny it's like you would think okay he's dan, he dan blake so he's recording one song at this location how long is it going to take like 10 minutes 
No, <laughs> it's like, it takes like three hours between setting it up and like just getting back to the energy of the spot. I don't want to just record it and leave. It's like, I'm enjoying my spot. Right. You know, so you up strong. You're like, I gotta go. It's like, uh, right, right, right. I take then, so some are more technical than others. Like, oh, do I put the recorder on this log or do I put it in the log or do I put it, you know what I mean? It's like, so, so it's sort of one of the locations was uh, in Bethel, Vermont. It's this place that I used to go. I discovered it because I had a car that had a bad radiator and I was living in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And Burlington is four hours away. So I would drive two hours, give my car a break. So, so I found this beautiful spot where these two rivers come together and, um, and uh, this beautiful like wilderness spot that, that there's a tiny park that I've only seen one or two cars at like ever usually. And, uh, and it's really uh, just a, a, beautiful peaceful place and it's like i love sitting there and listening to the river and uh just kind of vibing out i've written so many songs there and so i went to record and then all of a sudden boom someone opened a sawmill so it's like i'm recording and all of a sudden you hear you know and i'm like son of a gun so i ended up waiting there for like three or four hours then it started raining sure, i did get it easy I gotta take, but I'm gonna go back and record it now that the weather's getting warmer. All right, <clears throat> that's exciting. Now, are the songs were they written at those spots, or they just these are kind of like your happy places type of thing? Yeah, they're yeah, they're my happy places, and they're songs that I feel like it's fitting that I record it there. Either like like our uh, the song I wrote a song about uh, peace. And I recorded that in the in the lilac grove with the birds like kind of flying around. It kind of felt like that was the right song for that location. And then other ones are specific. Hey, I wrote this song, you know, in a railroad car, and I'm gonna re film it, record it in the same railroad car. Yeah. You know, actually, I've never written one in a railroad car. Now you're like, oh, I gotta find a. Something to think car. about, man. I wish there weren't so many damn cameras around. Yeah. When I was a little kid, I wanted to so badly to hop the train that goes like it's like six miles away from my my family farm just to like I used to always see like open, you know, open cars all the time. And it's like a big train yard. And I'm like, man, I wish I had just hopped that thing. I bet my parents are glad that I didn't. Right. Uh, you feel like every like I mean, we're a little older, like there were so many like kids things and like movies where it was just like like the runaway thing was like to get on a train and no one ever noticed the kids. They'd be in like the, like the back and they would like, even like Frosty the snowman, they like getting like a, Oh my God, forgot about that. Yeah, it's hopping the front end. It's like the ice car. It's like, no one notices. I, those doors are, yeah, it's just hilarious. It's just like, right, right. You run away and then they would run away with a stick and like a handkerchief of all their stuff over their shoulder. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I, was I would always, need more than a stick with a hanky. Yeah, yeah I would need like a ton of stuff. I'd be like, I would not be able to get away quickly. I would not be mobile. I'd be a mess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That would hold just my water. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So oh, we lost you, Dan. You oh, so I, uh, man, I don't know how to hold on. Just a second. This is crazy. 
Hold on. It's it's going to be just a, just a second because the uh, – can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. Okay, yeah. okay. So, um, I, I have a phone call coming in. And oh, okay. I'm trying to figure out how to ignore it. It'll, but, it'll, ring, it'll ring through. Like it says either end and accept or hold and accept. We're back. Um, how about just end? Yeah, yeah. So the cat, who's the cat? Because that reminds me of a cat I used to have when I was, when I was younger. Oh, back there? Yeah. Yeah, found that at a at a, a goodwill for twenty five bucks. The thing is like five feet. Yeah, it's five, three feet. It's gigantic. No, you couldn't believe it. It's like I definitely I had to take three pieces of artwork off the wall to fit the cat, but it was worth it. Are you a cat person? I am. Big, yeah. yeah, big big cat guy. I'm an animal person though, really. But yeah. it's like you know, I've had many dogs like in my life too, but something about cats i don't know what it is like i go i go to my mom she's got four of them and it's always so fun they all have each very unique personalities oh yeah to say the least but um i love it yeah now, I love it. now where where's home now if i know you moved a few times in recent years you know are you in is it new hampshire now is that where you are no, no, no. I'm in, uh, I'm in Providence now. Okay. And my, my original home is South Berwick, Maine. Right. Oh yeah. Yep. I can't wait to go. Yeah. Maine is like, that's when you're talking about happy places, Maine always, we always come back to Maine. We went last year, even with the, the pandemic, we just got like a place and it was pretty much on lockdown. We just went hiking and was, see, uh, yeah, I did that. I did that too. Like it was like, it was like kind of like, around may and i had to figure out how to deliver a painting that i spent 250 hours on i had to deliver it to bar harbor and it was really nice my mom's like stay at the family camp for two weeks in quarantine then deliver the painting and i'm like oh my god because we have a, a a family camp that's been in the family since the 30s uh up up near ellsworth and so that's what i did last summer i i, I spent three separate trips up there like kayaking all by myself didn't need six feet around me <laughs> you know i did a lot of nature walks and like it was it was so important for my mental health to to do that so i'm glad you did that too yeah we found like it was it was uh we always go it was near the town where we did the the event up there and uh year and uh it was bridgeton we stayed in bridgeton and uh yeah, it's just, I mean, I, I mean, I love Maine. I would love to live. I think that's where I'll like my walk off to walk off into the sunset town will be like somewhere in Maine, just grow old, go visit lighthouses and, you know, yeah. That's awesome. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where, where do you, you're in Connecticut, right? Yeah. I'm in Shelton. So I'm like right below New Haven, uh, not oh. too far from where we did the other, our first show. So for folks, I mean, Dan is episode one without Dan, we might not have this project. You know, <laughs> you're, really a guy. you're our first episode, our first guest. You know, we we found you and you agreed to do it. And I had such a great conversation with you that like, yeah, you inspired me to do like, um, look, without you and, you know, our first few guests, like that's why we're kind of going back to all our early guests with video to kind of catch up. And yeah, I just, uh, yeah, you, you mean a lot to me, Dan. I appreciate you so much. Oh, thank you. And same to you. I appreciate you having me. And for yeah. thinking of me in the first place, you know? Yeah, no, that's I mean. Like at first it was just like, okay, the guy who did this, but now like you're a friend and 
you know, I have your, I have some of your art and, you know, I enjoy your music, which is, which is a bonus, unexpected bonus. Right. And uh, not that like, but like, I didn't know you as a musician and then like to, to find out, you know, you've played and we just, yeah, just, it's a, it's, yeah, you're a gift and I, I appreciate you very much. Oh, cool. I had so much fun playing that show. The, the one, not the Bridgestone one, the, the one we did uh, near New Haven. Yeah, like, being part of the art, but also playing a show after. So yeah, thanks was, for that up too. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, I mean, we have no constraints and just kind of figure stuff out together. And uh, yeah, you're always up for it. You always have good ideas and just like, or just a good, you know, and then your, your friend came too and played uh, Eric, right? I think is the name. Was that? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, so you're saying that like new music, like I didn't know him from Adam. And then I was excited to see you. Then, oh, can my friend play too? And then he played and he was killer. And then like, he has stories, you have stories. And it was like, <laughs> this is great. Yeah. It's funny. It's like when I, when I go see a show, I like to hear the, the, the story behind the song. And mm -hmm. it's funny. It's like, sometimes I open up and I tell people, oh, this is what happened. This is why I wrote this song and you know, whatever. And, uh, but sometimes I don't. And it's so, and it's so funny. It's like, most people that I know, like, like to hear kind of what the song is about, because it can be very vague to people. Otherwise, they're just hearing words and sounds. And yeah, it may sound cool, but I don't know what it means, you know. So it's like, I always like to know um, the story behind the song. And that's another thing I was thinking of doing is with my new album is to tell the story behind the song before each take on the record you know what it means you know say you know this one i wrote about blah 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 blah. here it is you know and go to for it yeah well it could be interesting i mean it's more work but like a video right maybe what not the actual take of you performing it but something like this where you're there and then you know there's like a a link on your website like a secret spot on your website that's all the places you know maybe and maybe i don't know Writing photos of the places or something like that, yeah, or yeah, like a media multimedia like way to kind of like a you know this is where I, where you did it or or maybe that's just how you do your preview of like my new art my new my new album's coming out maybe you just like film yourself at all the places and just do like a little minute and a half video. It's funny because I originally thought of doing that, but it was so much to set up just the recording equipment. Yeah. Yeah that I didn't, and I didn't have enough room on my phone to film and stuff. And I was like, man, I can't like, I just want to get a good take of the song, right. but that is, that's a good idea. At least film a video at the locations afterwards or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do, well, do you want to hear a song now? Yes. Good. Yeah. All right. I got a, I got my guitar. Hold on. All right. I'm going to, to play a song is that, is that an octopus in the guitar? actually i'm gonna i'm gonna put this down just a little bit sorry i keep this is probably really annoying to people but i hope not no, that's fine is that an octopus on the guitar yeah that's awesome <laughs> i'm gonna play this is a, i'm gonna tell you the story behind the song i hope that's cool yeah i'm ready so i was playing in the uh uh a show what is going on man my apartment is so cramped i was playing a show in the white mountains in new hampshire uh, many years ago and uh, and it was during a blizzard I played a three hour set 
Uh, and uh, after I got done to the show, I was sitting at the bar eating some food. And there were hardly any people there because it was like an absolute blizzard out. Unless you had a snowmobile, uh, you know, you're not going to the gig. And so there were a couple guys sitting at the bar who had been there all night. And uh, the owners had shut off, you know, they're trying to like get people, usher people out slowly. So they shut off the music, they turn on the lights. These guys at, at the bar, the two, two gentlemen, they didn't break for anything. Like it was so crazy. They were so immersed in conversation. And I was listening because it was like silent. And I overheard uh, uh, one guy say to the other, he said, oh, my gal, she gave me a white horse named Valentino as a gift. And I was so blown away at that statement. I'm like, your girlfriend gave you a horse as a gift. Yeah. Uh, so I interrupted and I said, can you please elaborate on that a little more? And so it was so crazy. An hour and a half went by as he's telling us the story. And all of a sudden the inn owners are like this, like, oh my God. Like everyone is blown away by what this guy's saying. And so this song goes out to Marvin and his horse name, Valentino. I'm an Alabama college boy. I took prey from the books. I met me a girl coming with a ride. That pretty little feet, my heart too. It was at the Canadian border back in 1985. She gave to me a pure white horse. This is why I am alive. Oh, Valentino, my lightning steed. Oh, Valentino, my friend indeed. What I have to watch you bleed. One day we played, the heat was high. I went off the saddle. He fucked and he jumped, warning me. He got bit by a snake with the sound of a rattle. Oh, Valentino, my lightning steel. Oh, Valentino, my friend indeed. By the half watch you please.
Then with my pain slowly dying, after two long years he didn't succumb. The snake bite venom, I'm getting on my denim. Headed back to the south, gonna use my thumb. Oh, Valentino, my life is Oh, Valentino, my friend in need. What a half watch you bleed. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that one. That's Valentino. So the horse got bit by a rattlesnake and died? Yeah. It, yeah, it's crazy that when, when he was telling us the story, no one, everyone was in such disbelief. They're like, man, that is just crazy. Crazy story. Yeah, he was. Uh, so so I, I, I'll tell you the, the, the story that he told me. Uh he was going to school in Alabama, going to college, and and he was uh, really getting sick of studying. And, and, and he said, you know, hey, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get away for a little bit. Maybe it was spring break or something. And he went to Canada. So he, he's in line at the border, exchanging uh, money, exchanging you know U.S. for Canadian, and uh, and. All of a sudden, behind him, there's this girl, and she taps him on the shoulder, and gives him her phone number, and they became long, long lovers, and and uh, and they were together for years, and she got him the horse, and they had the horse for years, and and eventually, um, they they ended up breaking up, but he kept the horse, and he got to know the horse so well that he could tell what the horse was thinking, and the horse could tell what he was thinking, and. One day he went to go ride on the, on the plane and, uh, and he went to go, you know, hop on the saddle on the horse and the horse was bucking like crazy. And he goes, man, the horse is signaling me. There's gotta be something, something wrong. So he went around the horse, looking all around it and everything, checking it and noticed that there was a, a rattlesnake that um, would have bit him if he'd hopped on, on the, the horse, but instead it bit the horse. So the horse succumbed to death after a couple of years from the rattlesnake bite. Isn't that horse, crazy? The horse, the horse sacrificed itself in a way for, for him. Yeah, the ultimate, yep. the ultimate. It's such a wild story. And it was crazy because I met this guy once. Yeah. And it was like, and it's one of those venues that puts you up in, a, in their inn after your performance. So it's so nice. You get a good night's sleep, get a nice breakfast and like whatever. Because a lot of places don't do that. So I was super psyched. I'm like, man, I'm going to get a good night's sleep. I don't have to pay for a hotel. And then, then I meet this Marvin guy, and I'm up all night. I didn't sleep a wink that night. All I was thinking about was his horse and, like, the story. So that's when I wrote it. And it was kind of funny because the other guy, my friend Jonathan Sardi, who set up the gig, also played. And he was also staying there because he actually lived there. And he was up at 4.30 or 5 in the morning anyway because he couldn't sleep either. <laughs> I was like, man, this guy had a crazy, you know, like impactful story. And then, so 
I never saw Marvin again. And I'm like, man, I, I wrote the song. I want to figure out how to get this to him. And I know that he frequented um, that spot uh, that I was playing at Wildcat Inn in Jackson, New Hampshire a lot. And so, so every time I played there I, on the microphone, I'm like, does anyone know a guy named Marvin? He had a white horse named Valentino. He's from Alabama, like all this stuff. And no one did anything. One day, three years later, this I'm playing in Dover, New Hampshire. And there's this elderly woman by the door. She's like absolutely glowing. It's so crazy. She comes up to me after the gig and she goes, no. I'm Marvin. I'm his ex-girlfriend. And I'm like, oh my She's God. A She's a horse kicker? How cool is that right so i gave her the song and she goes i don't know if he's gonna be able to hear it right now he's in jail but i'll let him know once he gets out and i'm like oh my god that's so crazy my god. <laughs> so I, I still don't know if he's heard it or not but i just <laughs> oh my gosh i feel like we should find out marvin he's probably got a whole bunch more stories yeah right oh yeah i know that's what i was thinking man i could do a whole uh, album album of maybe yeah, get a gig at the prison and play for him at the prison she said the, the his girlfriend said and it wasn't the girl who gave him the horse oh. she said he's been known to tell some pretty wild tales that may or may not be true and i'm like well i'm just gonna believe that it's true yeah do not yeah if you find <laughs> out it's not true do never never tell me yeah because i need to believe <laughs> right. that man and his horse were were united as one yeah 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 Excellent. Uh, you want? Can you do one more? You want to do one more? Uh, oh, sure. yeah. Encore? Man, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. You know what? I'm going to do one that I wrote during the during the this pandemic. Cool. And it's uh, and it's actually a song about an old girlfriend of mine from Canada. Um, that. But she didn't give you a horse, though. No horse. No, she didn't. Maybe that's why. The secret no. of life and love. Give no, she she was really sweet. And it didn't work out because, sorry, I'm getting my capo and stuff. Um, so if anyone's wondering why I'm wearing a gingerbread t-shirt, well, it's a Christmas. But gingerbread, it's my favorite cookie. Really? Like I used to go, when I lived in Somerville, Massachusetts, I would go to the same bakery every single day and they'd be like, gingerbread cookie i'm like yes <laughs> i mean yes i've been here three years i and, the, and the, they started calling me gingerbread oh yeah and i i love it you a little I'm glad they didn't call me molasses because it's a gingerbread molasses cookie i'm a little slow on certain things but you know i don't know whatever a little little beer little, so, little blake's so, beard on the gingerbread cookie right <laughs> so this song I'm gonna I'm gonna show a little of the guitar again because why not? All right. Um, so this song I, I wrote um, early on in the pandemic. Actually, I, I was going through uh, some boxes and stuff like that. Had a had a, a few days off, <laughs> especially early on when everyone didn't know what the hell to do. So I'm like, oh, I may as well like you know go through some of these boxes I've been holding on to for the whole, my whole life. So I went through. And I found this, uh, a, a, a few old letters from my ex-girlfriend in Canada when I was like, I was like 19 or 20 when, when we were together, we were only together, like over the course of like three quarters of a year or something like that. 
And, um, and I met her when I was working at a lobster restaurant in Maine and she would come there with her family. So we got to know each other and just hit it off. And, and, uh, so we, you know, I visited her uh, a few, a uh, handful of times, but I also didn't have my own car. So I would, always had to bomb my family's station wagon to make like a one day trip and then come back. And like, so, so that maybe that was the demise of our, our relationship. But I always, I always like thought about her because she was like, just such a great gal. And so I was reading that letter and it's from 30 years ago. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so crazy. And her letter was so beautiful. And I'm sure I, I'm sure that I actually responded to it and, and mailed her a letter or called her or something. But I also wanted to do um, a, like a new response to her letter. So, so basically to, uh, you know, um, to, uh, to know that I'm still thinking of her and everything in, in like a, just, just that it was a wonderful experience. So here we go. This song is uh, called Song for Annie. Oh, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, mail. I, I recorded this song and I'm going to mail it to the old address on her uh, on the envelope from 30 years ago. All right. Who knows if she's still there, but hopefully someone will have, you know, get it to her somehow. Dearest Annie, I hope this letter finds you well. Right from quarantine, together we're going through hell. Today, a flower bloomed from a box in the basement. Word you spoke to me. 30 years ago became Canadian Post and it came from your heart so I'll dust off my reply at least it's a start best time to bring sunshine and life to a friend time to grow a new vine ring light in again back when we met in a little village by the sea I was clearing tables you with your family then we saw that moon as Hung over Oakwood Bay. It still follows me, I guess it never left. And at the end of that summer, I had to go to school. Once a crazy boy, now a crazy man, still a crazy fool. This time to bring sunshine and light to a friend. Time to grow a new vine. Bring light in again. Mm -hmm. 
in my eye every time i hear that song am a key to pop so i'm riding you that i can't be wrong this time sunshine and light your friend time to grow a new vine bring light in again this time to bring sunshine and life to a friend time to grow a new vine bring light in again bring light in again <laughs> so that's for Annie Russo. Nice. And I think earlier when we first started talking right about uh, you know, your brother, you know, the love of the sun. And, you know, that song kind of is a nice way to pay tribute to him, right? I mean, his light, you know, and the, yeah. the sun. Absolutely. Brings it all together. And I think that, uh, and I always, I, that's why I like storytelling. I mean, I have music that I just listen, like, like my, the words and just the idea of something that happened so long ago still bringing joy today and just kind of it's a nice kind of also like retrospective looking back on your life and where you were and where you came I like I think the line you said like I was a crazy you know crazy boy now a crazy man and you know crazy fool yep. it's just yeah I think that uh our journey you know kind of builds on top of each other and brings us to where we are but to look back on I don't know something so long ago with such uh such fondness is, is it's yeah it's a great song well it's it's crazy because in the in one of the letters she was like 18 or 19 or something like that and she's like yeah i want to go to school become a doctor and like and uh you know work, work in the medical field or whatever and uh and what i do was so so you know i figured i'd like google her on facebook and there were like a bunch of like any russos and one of them and but I don't know if I found the right one, but, I, but I also, I was friends with, I became friends with her sister. So it seems like the, 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 the right gal, but, um, but then I also just Googled her name and, and there's a video of her. She's a doctor and she's like telling people how she did this one procedure. And I'm like, Oh my God, she fulfilled her dream. How like yeah. beautiful is that? You know? I yeah. just thought that was so cool. And I'm like, oh my God, that's her without question. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, uh, yeah, it's exciting. And those songs, I mean, that could be a concept album, right? My, you know, the year that never was, you know, kind of, you know, you there in your head and taking things in and narrating life. Cause yeah, I mean, I've got, my mom sent me a bunch of old photos I always go through and like, it's kind of cool. I have like all these old, I guess they're passed down. They're old newspapers, like from when we land on the moon or when Ken. <laughs> yeah it's like i love stuff like that yeah i'm super nervous like i don't want to open it up because i'm afraid it's gonna fall apart so it's like this whole thing you know it's like a whole thing but like i think we get the cover and then you go to the funny where it's like you know dumb and dumber when he's like we landed on the moon you know like you know <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's uh yeah i just yeah so again dan i just wanted to thank you i mean your energy and perspective and just kind of uh you know you're just a great person good human i you know i love your music and 
Okay. Yeah, I'm glad that you're part of my, you know, this, you know, adventure. Like I said, without you, you're episode one, and this is probably like 180 something. And uh, without you, oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah, and so you know, folks like you inspire me to keep doing it, and I find joy in just sharing stories like yours. And you know, we'll 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 be there, we'll be together soon. I can't wait. And uh, if you ever need anything, I'm always here for you, man. Heck yeah! Hold on, can I? Can I? I don't go anywhere. Just, just a right. second. Oh, I, I, uh, Holly will entertain you. All right. So, Holly, what is it like living with Dan? Okay, I see. Let's see. Let's see if you, if you look at this photo. See if you can name five things in Dan's. There's a. Okay, I'm back. Real pursuit box. All right. yeah. I just, I, I wanted to share with folks. I know you've seen it, AJ, but um, so, so. So originally when I did the Heavy Topper label art, John uh, Kimmich, um, you know, had very specific ideas, like right from the start. I love this. And he told me, he said, okay, I want a guy drinking a beer and his head absolutely exploding, ripping apart, like, a, like you know, atomic bomb with hops coming out of it. So I said, okay. You know, so I drafted up some sketches and this is the earliest sketch of Hetty Topper. Yeah. And he's like, it's and he said, too much exposure. why don't you dial it back? Um, <laughs> a whole bunch. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I just, I just thought that was so funny because I said, you did say skull ripping apart. And <laughs> yeah. I remember you told me that. Like it's coming that, through the forehead. And then sideways portrait thing. And it's funny because I didn't, I didn't mean to to make the label look like me in a way, but yeah. it's funny because that was the first year that I grew a beard, and I took a picture of me sideways like this, and just kind of like you know, sort of like you know, sketched it you know based on the figurative, yeah, you know, likeness of not likeness of me, but just you know, guy in a beard and you know. But it's so funny because here I am. I've never had a like alcohol in my life, and it's like I'm portrayed as <laughs> you're like an icon. You're a beer. sort of, uh, you know, the heady topper beer. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's like a storytelling, right? I always like that was one of my favorite shows. Was uh, was behind the music on VH1, and then they had a pop up video. I love that pop up video where it would like tell you like, oh, this character, this person in the video is his this this musician or this they yeah. filmed it here because of that. Like, ah, oh, I miss those shows. That'd be good. Yeah. Well, thanks again so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure yeah. uh, and, uh, hanging out with you, talking with you. I can't wait till we can see each other actually in person. I look forward to it too, my friend. And you're, you, know, you, you and your family are my thoughts. And you know, and uh, with when, thank you. When I, when I feel the sun, you know, later today when I get my son, I'll uh, I'll think of you and your brother, and uh, it'll put us. Oh, cool. All right. All right. Talk to you soon, Dan. Yeah. Be safe and healthy and we'll see you soon. All right. Later, brother. Peace.